Thank you for tuning in to the weekly podcast here at Catholic Guerrillas Homeways Podcast. I'm Father Derek, and as we celebrate Giving Tuesday, this Tuesday, November 29th, I just invite you to consider a gift to help support our daily operations at St. Pius X Catholic Newman Center on the campus of Pitt State University. You can help us out by going to Venmo at SPXPSU or by mailing a check or going to our website, catholicguerrillas.org, um, to follow the steps to donate to our Newman Center. I appreciate you listening in and promoting our homilies podcast. Hope you're doing well and have a good, healthy, and blessed Advent. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So will it be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you also must be prepared. For at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this past week, uh, I had spent a lot of time on the road, going back to Wichita, um, going out to spiritual direction, visiting with some alumni, and uh, it's probably an experience many of you, if not all of you, had to some degree or another, whether just going to see uh, extended family or students just going home and on your way back. And I think when we plan these uh, trips, it's not really uh, a question of where we're going or, or how long it will take, when we'll arrive, right? We all have different apps which kind of tell us that. I think something that gets missed oftentimes in these road trips is the nuance of how we're going to get there. And I don't mean by land, sea, or air. For myself, on last Monday on my way back, I was heading into Wichita for a funeral. And it really wasn't until I hit the rumble strips because I was falling asleep at the wheel and could have gotten into a, a head-on collision that I really realized I hadn't given much thought to how I was going to get to Wichita. Right? It could have been on my own volition, it could have been via an ambulance or even a hearse. <laughs> the how of these trips, the how of, of how we get to our destination can have a big impact on the journey itself. And this question of how is really applicable for this exercise of Advent that we begin today. Because all of us are excited about the destination, right? All of us know uh, that we're preparing for the, the coming celebration of Christ's birth. We know uh, when he's going to come, right? It's December 25th. But have we given much thought as to how we're going to get to that point? For many of us in our readings today, 
I think we, we have to be awakened to something. The first reading today talks about this, this hope that is to come, a destination, a, a new life for the people of Israel. And the second reading in the gospel today talks to us about the second coming of Christ. And so it, it challenges us, I think, to view Advent and each and every Advent as a new road trip. But the challenge for us today is to not road trip like a kid who buckles himself in and never looks out the car until they get to the destination. And why? Because all the scriptures today tell us to stay awake. To stay awake has large implications, not only on if we're going to arrive alive, but also on what we experience in getting to the destination. And so if our safety and the quality of this experience depend on us staying awake, then we have to understand that Sometimes we're required to drive, and so it's not just something that applies to us, but it also applies to others. The staying awake is something that is now personal, and so too this journey of Advent. And so what are those things that cause us to become drowsy? I think the first, first thing to consider is the drive time. How often do we, do we delay things? Right? To, to desire to put off the will of God, to do our own prerogatives, we just end up adding time to this trip. We can end up going off and, and making the wrong turn and find ourselves taking detours, even getting ourselves into dangerous situations. And so failing to acknowledge those signs in our life, right, the fatigue, the drowsiness of conscience, the guilt even, that we sometimes experience puts us into this state that makes us no different than the people Jesus warns us about in the gospel. And for the people of Noah, Noah's mission wasn't just to build an ark. Noah's mission was actually primarily a mission of repentance. And so these people acted like, eh, that Noah character, he's off doing his own thing. They failed to see his mission, the warning signs that had been placed in their life. And so it wasn't until they see the floods coming to take their life that they begin to put the puzzle pieces together. But luckily for all of us, God gives us the rumble strips those indicators of unhappiness in our life to actually point us back to the right way. Second reason I think that oftentimes we get drowsy in our life is something that really is no different than what we probably experience in Thanksgiving. It's the drowsiness that comes from what we consume. Right on a road trip, every pit stop we just sit there and find all the sugary things that we can get and load up on them, we're going to be in a coma, <laughs> We're going to fall asleep, and we're not only going to, going to miss the scenery that comes along this journey, but again, think about it. If we're driving, we're going to put ourselves and others at risk. St. Paul warns us of that in second reading today. He says, cut out those excesses of your life. He says to avoid drunkenness, promiscuity, lust, rivalry, jealousy. And he says if we conduct ourselves properly, then we can take that to say, well, then we've gotten our diet down to where it needs to be. Instead of putting us to sleep, it's actually going to energize us, give us what we need. It's going to be the grace of God which allows us to live as we ought. We'll no longer fall asleep from the junk that we're consuming, but we'll be able to see the beauty of living a life in accordance with God. And the third main reason I think that really causes us to be drowsy today is how often do we view the Christian life as something we're doing solo? If we're driving hours, we're going through life alone, no wonder we're going to fall asleep. We're going to lull ourselves to sleep. But when we have someone there, when we have someone to talk to, then we realize that this trip takes on a new flavor. We can share this experience with someone else. And so prayer is a primary part of Advent 
our relationship with God. Someone to talk to, to converse to, not just to, to spit at, but someone who also we can listen to. Someone that keeps us awake. And I, I think if we take this to heart, we'll recognize that God just doesn't want to give us this in a spiritual context, but he wants to give it to us in a social aspect as well. Right? We're all called to share this experience with other people. Right? It's, it's important for us to, to cut out those things, for us to, to know the path, to, to recognize the path of Christ, to recognize those warning signs, to consider how we can take out the excesses of our life, right? and for us to not do it alone. But don't forget about the second part of the journey. The second part of that how is the totality of this experience. Maybe you've experienced this before on a road trip, right? You're, you're, you're driving along. Maybe you're the only one awake in the car and you see something beautiful and, you, and you're like, mm, is this worth it to wake the person next to me up? Right? Maybe you've even had that experience where you, you, you're like, uh, no, they've got to see this. And so you wake them up and they look at it and they just turn to you with such a disgusted face and go, why did you wake me up for that? It's true on a road trip. But I think, unfortunately, it's very true in the Christian life. If you don't have the confidence and the beauty of a life in Jesus Christ, of, of, of the, our Savior take on flesh who comes to us to be in relationship with us, if you don't see the beauty in your salvation, then they're just going to end up the same exact way, unimpressed. So this Advent, my brothers and sisters, don't fall asleep at the wheel. Allow it to be something different in your life. Because the time to act is now, to respond to those warning signs, those rumble strips in your life that something is not right. There's an unhappiness in my life. To cut out the excess of sin, go to confession once during Advent. I haven't finalized it, but I'm going to try to get the other priests from in town to come here. So if you don't want to drive over there, you can come here to go to someone other than me, if that weirds you out. I don't know why. But cut it out. And the third thing to acknowledge then is that you're made for friendship with God and you're made for friendship with others. If you allow this Advent to be different, then you'll find a new confidence to invite others on this journey as well. Think about it. If everyone here were to invite one person to join you at Mass, our chapel would be full. That's all it takes. And so the invitation is not just for the end of our life, but the invitation is for this Christmas to do something different. That should be our goal for the journey, to not only experience the joy of the Christ, Christ child to come to us, but to be awakened and to awaken others by purifying our life and making us ready to receive the very gift and the very joy, to invite others to encounter the beauty, not just far off in heaven, but the beauty of this journey that is the Christian life. And the beauty not just of a holiday, but the beauty of our salvation.